Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hi guys, welcome to Razor Riffs. Uh, we're in uh, Vegas. I'm by myself today. I usually have a trusty sidekick to like laugh at my jokes. And uh, I'm in the longest walk ever just to interview my good friend who went to my show last night and i haven't seen you in like five years the great raj sharma man. thank you buddy yeah, yeah it was good to see you man yeah i was excited I, I saw you on the the light up and i i think the last time was manhattan beach huntington beach huntington beach yeah uh, if you did the sports bar it was yeah. huntington beach if you did the little basement comedy club it was manhattan beach no no it was a sports bar yeah uh and that was fun was i think fun. it was a contest or something you were doing and I was basically finishing at the end while they. Oh, then that that was Manhattan Beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The sport. I thought you did center fields. That, that's what, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh. I think I oh. did both. Oh, you did both. You yeah, I did might both. have done both. Okay. Know. But yeah, and then I saw uh, that you were at the the Laugh Factory in Vegas, and I'm yeah. like, dude, that's a let's go a see. long way from when I saw you then. You're probably thinking, let's go see if Keith got good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad Keith got out of the house. Uh, I'm like, let's go check it out. Yeah, it was great, man. It was fun to fun to see you. Thank you so much. Uh, how how are things? Things are good. Doing, they're doing good. I mean, uh, you know, I, it's just very hard to do like with my career, you know, with my autism and stuff. And then also, I don't have TV credit, so it's hard for me to get spots, yeah. you know. But you're 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 a headlining comic. You yeah. you're only a credit is laughs and you get the spots so like you're a comic yeah, comic. yeah but i have international credits oh yeah, so yeah that's what gets me booked overseas yeah is i have uh i have uh uh satellite credits yeah uh, but, so but, like but when I, when it's I'm, like sony tv and yeah but i meant it like as a comic yeah, yeah. Like, like you're a comic you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. uh like, i uh i don't know uh yeah that's laughs, what i want laughs uh, i did and um uh, that seemed to work because I, I, I did it. We did it at uh, Pachanga, uh, and then I got three weeks in a row. I got the the last laugh, which yeah. is the very end segment of the show. I never watched the show. Uh, it's a great, it's a great show. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, and it did it did great. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I uh, I don't know how many other comics had like three weeks. So I would I would watch. Right. And I'm like I'm not on this episode. Yeah. Like, are you ready for the last laugh, which was their segment? And I'm like, oh, okay, I got. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. And then the next week, I'm like, I think they lied to me, and I'm not on this. <laughs> and so that just kind of that helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, in certain markets, and then uh, my wife is an amazing uh, uh, publicist manager. Oh, she's so, your manager too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, so she she does like she packages everything from international clips, and then my Fox stuff, yeah. uh, and then like Good Morning Texas, and then press that I've done in different cities, and she packages that, and sends it out. Yeah, so, so you you really have no idea how much you make. No, not a clue, not a clue. So. She could be stealing from me. I don't know, but she's she's stunning. So she, she's worth every penny. Yeah, she's so worth it's... every penny she's embezzling. She's yeah. worth. Yeah, like, she's it's like yeah, whatever. I'll just do the comedy. They'll just whatever. Yeah. I mean, she's a, she's a she's very hot and she's Australian, so she could just be lying to me in that accent. I'm like, deal, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I make three dollars a show. Yeah. Apparently, that's what I make yeah. now. 
As long as we could say you're paying for this, it's fine. <laughs> but no, but like, yeah, absolutely. But like, I, I don't mean to like uh, offend anyone no, by no. saying I don't watch laughs. That was like the one show that I actually tried to get on that because at the time my manager was David Himmelfarb, who uh, used to manage Brad Garrett. Okay. Like they're good friends and stuff, and I was like his worst client. Like, I just couldn't get work and stuff. And I think part of it was just no one wanted to give me the chance. Yeah. And he didn't... I felt... I also felt David didn't believe in me enough to fight for that chance. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, I've had uh, uh, agents and managers that basically it was... Well, if you get something... Call me. Then we'll work. Yeah. But I'm not going to get you anything. Yeah. And, I and then like, my wife is the exact opposite. Yeah. So I when I first met her... Uh, she was in PR. Yeah. She was with a boutique firm um, out in Beverly Hills. And I had fired, the year before, had fired my old PR person because they just did literally nothing and took a lot of money from me every month. Yeah. And she was half what I was paying that guy. And before, uh, and this is what sold before I even signed with the agency. She's like, let me just show you what I can do before <laughs> you sign up. And we did three red carpet events. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, starting that, that that weekend. So it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday day. And by the time uh, I went through all the gift bags at home, I was like, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll sign up because I have $4,000 worth of swag right. uh, sitting here. Like, I had watches. Uh, I had a box of premium hand-rolled cigars. They rolled them in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, just all this crazy shit. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. think I could. And it was nonstop from, from that point on. Yeah. And I realized I was paying her, and then she was obviously paying the, the lady that owned the PR company. And then you but married But she was her. doing all the work. Yeah. I'm like, well, why am I... And we, we started we started dating before I even signed up Oh. the PR thing. Yeah. That's pretty smart. Yeah, I told her... Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, if I think about it, it's pretty, it is pretty fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that was a smart move on my yeah. part. I didn't even have a note until you called it out. Uh <laughs> But no, I told her I was going to marry her the first day I met her. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I walked in. It was a friend of mine's birthday that I had missed the night before. And she did, too. She had a red carpet event, and I had a Chris Newberg. Uh, so if you know Chris, uh, yeah. I was sitting with him at the den, and he asked me if I was going to our friend's birthday party. He was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go in about 15 minutes. He goes, you know, it's in Santa Monica. And I was like, well, then I'm not going. We're in West Hollywood. I'm not going to drive. Yeah. And I get a text from my friend whose birthday it was, and she's like, where are you? I go, hey, I love you, sweetie, but I'm not driving all the way to Santa Monica. She goes, idiot, it's on Santa Monica. It's a five-minute walk from the den. Yeah. But it was already last call. Right. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Claire was at a uh, PR event, a red carpet thing, so she missed it. Claire's your wife. Claire's my wife. Oh, yeah. For the Uh, folks at home. Yeah, yeah. Claire's my wife. And uh, my friend Corinne called Claire and said he missed my birthday, and she called me. So Claire and I didn't know each other, but we had the same mutual friend. Right. And uh, I walked, it's, it's gone now, it's Laser Cat now, but it used to be a restaurant called Fork on Sunset. And I walked in, and I mean, I have never, I swear, uh, I've never believed in love at first sight. It was one of those things when I would hear people talk about it, yeah. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, how do you not know if that person's crazy? Yeah. Like, love at first sight, what if she's batshit insane? Or what yeah. if he's a fucking psychopath? Exactly. Uh, and I, I mean, literally, I saw this girl, and she was at a table by herself. And I saw Claire, and I was like, and I started cussing L.A. out in my head. Yeah. I was like, if that girl is by herself, this city is the fucking worst. Wow. And I go to the bar, and my friend Corinne's like, can I get a martini? I was like, sure. 
She goes, do you mind buying my friend Claire a glass of wine? And there's a bunch of people at the bar. I'm like, can you introduce me to the person that I'm buying drinks for? That would yeah. be. And she goes, it's the girl behind you at that table. And I was like, she can have all the wine in the world. Oh, and, uh, we sat down, got introduced, and we talked for like three hours. Yeah. And uh, she was going, my friend Corinne lives uh, on Sunset. So they were going back to her house, and I was going to the den to meet up with the, you know, all the comics from the factory and the store hang out there. And uh, I go, Claire Armstrong, it was really nice meeting you. And she goes, lovely meeting you. Yeah. And I go, I'm going to marry you one day. Oh, and she yeah. goes, we just met. And I go, say whatever you want, but I'm going to marry you one day. And we got engaged five months later. Wow, nice. So, uh, That's a nice... Yeah, she, but she's that... She works for you. Like, she sees your strengths, your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And then she highlights your strengths, and she tells you how to eliminate your weaknesses. Like, there's certain things that you don't catch. Like, uh, I was saying, you know, yeah. after, after a punchline. Or, uh, a lot of comics do that. They yeah, do. there's like, you know, or um, or whatever. She's like, I want you to watch tape. Yeah. And eliminate it. There's no reason to, for you to say that. At the, and, I'm so, and that's the thing. And then she's like... That's you know, actually what? great advice. Yeah, and she's like, you know, the crowd work. You need to... You need to you, you're doing a lot more of it than you are doing bits. So try more bits than crowd work. And then people started complaining that I wasn't... That like they were coming to see me do the crowd work. Right. So then she was like, okay, I, I was wrong. And for, for somebody to say that, that's in a position for your career. Yeah. To, you know what, that was my bad. I was just looking from, like, what everybody else is doing. Yeah. But you need to go back to... And then she's my springboard. So every bit that I have, I always pitch... She's wildly funnier than me. So uh, if she laughs, or if she goes, that's good. Yeah. Then I don't even have to worry about testing it out. Oh. Uh, at an open mic. I know it's going to work. Right. Because she liked it. Yeah. So you are one of those comics that still do open mics too. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen you like yeah. drop in open mics and just yeah. Open. I was uh, like I uh, hosted. Uh, I was in India in yeah. April, and I asked yeah. if I could host the open mic, and they couldn't. They're like, "What?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, you got, I see there's an open mic on Monday. Yeah, can I host?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, you can." Like, why would you want to? Yeah, uh, and I'm like, "Well, it's a day off. Like, I I would still get paid." Right. But because it was an open mic, I'm not on that show. Right. So I'm like, you're paying me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like, feel obligated. Yeah. Like, you know what? And I, and I have fun. Because I get to watch, like, what's coming up next? Like, what is, you know? What's next? That's really cool. Like, I can see somebody and go, you know what? I'm, I'm interested to see where that guy's going to be in five years or where that girl's going to be in two years or you, whatever. You do have one of those gifts. Like, not a lot of comics have that gift where they could see, like, other potential talent in that. Yeah, know? and I, I I see a genuine love of the, the, the business. Yeah. And when we first met, that's what I saw. Yeah. It's somebody that really enjoys... Comedy. It's not one of those things that, well, you're using this to go to, like, acting or yeah. whatever. Like, some people just do, like... Or go in the reverse, where you know your career's on the decline, and, you and have now to you're do like comedy, yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, uh, Chris Kattan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few. Uh, I'm but, uh, I'm listening. I just gotta put the alarm on because I don't want to like miss. Yeah, you time. have to be at the flamingo, right? Yeah, Next, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, when I see somebody with a genuine passion for. Stand up, like that's. Uh, I was talking to my buddy uh, Ian Bag. Oh, I love Ian Bag. One of the best. Yeah. And his crowd is, works fantastic. He's unreal. Yeah. He's unfucking real. I have one of the best moments. I just talked to him about this a few weeks ago, but we. So when I was in Dallas, I started stand up in Dallas, Texas, and he was one of the first headliners that came through 
that didn't feed me bullshit when I was like, hey, can I feature for you on the road? Uh, I got fed that so no? many times. No, he goes, no, I'm not at the, like, that, this was, <laughs> no, he said this. Is this about, uh, this is 2004 or five, mm-hmm. And he basically just, we, we hit it off immediately. And he said, uh, the most honest thing in the world is like, I'm not at a point in my career where I can dictate who my you, support team is. You actually said that to me when I yeah. first met you. Yeah. And that's where I got it from. Yeah. Uh, is, but I was just being honest. Yeah. It's like when, when I'm at that place, when I'm at that level, hell yeah, man, come work with me. Cause that'd be dope. Yeah. And that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, and, but he was asking me one time, he's like, what do you want to, like, what do you want out of this, this career? Yeah. And I go, honestly, I would love to tour 40 weeks out of the year and anything else is a fucking bonus. Yeah. So any commercials, any acting, bonus. And he goes, exactly. He's yeah. like, you got it right. Because people use this as a springboard to get into television and film, whatever. And that's fine. I'm not saying that that's not, uh, that's not okay. But to have a genuine passion for the business, I like seeing that. Yeah. I like seeing people that are doing it for that reason. Yeah. That aren't trying to be the next, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I, when we started, when we met... God, what was it, six years ago? Yeah. Seven years ago, something like that? It was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, that's what I saw. Like, I legitimately saw that. And it was just, you know, because we had had a bit of conversation before that when you were talking about autism and, and, and how you, how comedy got you out of that place. Yeah. yeah you know, that, that's, that's seriously fucking impressive, man. Yeah. I think I told you that the other night. Well, I'm like, super proud of, like, from there to here, like, that's a tremendous... Uh, Growth and yeah. an achievement, absolutely. Like, a lot of did pe- you picture yourself getting to here? If uh, I would have asked you eight years ago, before, how long have you been doing stand up? Like seven now, right? No, I've been doing it for about eleven years. Eleven years, okay. Yeah, but I when I did it, I was not. I've only been good for maybe five years. Okay, so like, eleven. If I'm years. being honest, like, so twelve years ago, if I would have asked you, like, do you see yourself, you know, on the road working comic? Well, here's like when I was a kid, I always wanted to make people laugh, but yeah. I wanted to do acting. But okay. I was very nonverbal. Yeah. And I figured I had to get more verbal because I'd go to these auditions. Well, unless, they, unless they were silent films. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was like, I got, you were just you were just born ahead of your yeah, time. I was uh, like, <laughs> I, I was always thinking I could be the next Charlie Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> Says no one ever in this day and age. You know what we gotta bring back? What's that? Silent, Silent films. films. <laughs> Who needs talking? <laughs> it's not about the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's about nonverbal communication. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. So that's fucking hilarious, dude. You gotta put that in your bit. Yeah, but um, but no one believed me that I wasn't very nonverbal. So I went to open mics to get verbal, you know, and then like. I go to these auditions and I just bomb because like I get overwhelmed because when you go to auditions there's it's not just one on one. Yeah. It's like 20 people one, you know what I mean? So you have to beat all those 20 guys just no, to get, don't. No, but just to get that guy to to notice you mm-hmm. and then how many rounds So they so look at uh I a buddy of mine is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also uh, was my acting teacher for a while. Uh, or acting coach. Um, I'll say acting coach. I will literally um, love you if you say it's John Cusack. No. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it was uh, a guy named uh, Glenn Morshauer. Oh, Glenn Morshauer. Who um, was in every single episode of 24. Uh, he was oh. the other... He was uh, Agent Pierce. The one with the, the redhead. with Kiefer Sutherland, right? With Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. He was the only one outside of... With, with Kiefer that was in every episode. 
Uh, every Transformers movie, the guy's done every everything and has one of the best lives, and he's one of the best human beings. And he's like, you're, if if you look at auditions like that, if you look at them as um, you having to impress right a group of people to get work, then you're never going to get work. Oh. He's like, you don't call them auditions anymore, call them meetings. Oh. Because now you're leveling the playing field. Right. If they're meeting you and you're meeting them, but if you're auditioning for somebody, that's like you're trying to gain their approval. Right. So you walk in with that lowered expectation of yourself. Where was and this I, advice I, seven years ago? <laughs> Which, I, mean, I didn't know that seven years ago. So <laughs> what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, but, but I mean that's. Uh, but if you even the playing field. Yeah. And I'm meeting you, and you're meeting me. Then we're on the same ground. Right. So all I have to do is recite the words that you gave me to recite, and there's no pressure there. Oh. So every time I do an audition now, I never say I'll go. I'll tell my wife. I'll go have a meeting. Oh, that, that's pretty smart. Yeah, you just call them meetings. Oh. Uh, so from now on, they're no longer auditions. I have a meeting today at twelve. I'll do that next time. I'm I meeting get these a... two producers, and I remember I was uh, I was up for the that show failed, but that L.A. to Vegas. Did you ever see that? With, no. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was L.A. to Vegas. It was on was it NBC, maybe one of the two. Uh, it was a network show, and that's how I walked in. I walked in, and. Just whatever. Just did what was on the page. Yeah. And I was, it was the first time, because I, I was in Glenn's uh, acting class that he teaches uh, in Sherman Oaks. And it was the first time I had walked in with that mindset. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd walked into an audition where I wasn't, like, internally nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't show it out, you know, on the exterior. But inside, I'm like, because you have this pressure, like, I gotta fucking get this gig, man. I gotta yeah. get, you know what I mean? Uh, which... When you're a comic and you're a working comic, never have that pressure because you always have the road. You always have work. Something. Uh, but see, I, I, I don't experience that because for me, yeah. like if I'm being honest, yeah. every gig I have, I, it's like my, I feel like, okay, I'm never going to eat again. So I got, <laughs> you know, no, like. Uh, There's I, always someone to feed. Yeah. But like. But for, I have friends that are actors that I know, like if they don't land this commercial, yeah. they can't pay rent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're blessed in that sense where I can always, you know, especially in your in your hometown. Like I'm from Dallas. I can I'm just I was just on the phone with the manager of the comedy the improv there, and I'm going there on Tuesday. Oh, nice man. And I'm like, hey, can I can we do like a late show or can I get a you know one of the nights that's off? And I got the whole week. What? Uh, and, and the seven thirty and then the eleven thirty late show. Oh, nice, man. Uh, and it's a buddy of mine who's headline. It's, it's, it's his show. It's a two-man show. Uh, and he didn't know I was going to be in town. So it was just one of those things that just kind of crawled where I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town visiting my father. Yeah. Do you mind if I host feature for you? Yeah. Because I'm just going to be there. And then I called the manager. I'm like, hey, can I get my own headlining show? Yeah. Like, I'll take the 1130 because uh, uh, Nemer, who's... Uh, Oh, I love Nemer. Yeah, it's Nemer. You're doing so, it with Nemer? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, He's one of my favorite human beings. Uh, dude, uh, he, I, yeah, I did uh, the the rec room in Huntington with him and yeah. Irvine with him. Yeah. And I asked him if I could do Oxnard. Like, I love Nemer. He's the yeah, nicest yeah. guy. In He's the world. a sweetheart. And yeah. uh, uh, I'm trying to get him booked in India. Oh my uh, God. That's the that's my that's my goal for him. Like he's trying to get me to Lebanon. I'm trying to get him to India. So yeah. we'll talk about it next week. But it was just one of those things where I, a buddy of mine's in town performing. I was in town visiting family, yeah. and then the manager I've known since I started. Stay. He was a waiter yeah. uh, at the Improv in Addison yeah. when I started stand up, and now he's the general manager. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, so we've had this long history, and I'm like, yo, just throw me in a, we'll just do an 11:30 show. We'll guest list it, you know. But it's just something to do. So I I know I can sell merch, and I'm gonna get you know some money for the shows. Right. Uh, whereas I don't have to constantly worry about auditions. But back to what I was saying is it was the first time walking in that I leveled the playing field. Yeah. Where I was like, this is a meeting. I'm meeting you. You're meeting me. There's no expectation here. And I remember the casting director in the middle of me, uh, in, in the middle of my audition, like just laying down on the couch. Wow. She just laid down and, was, and kept watching. And she goes, you're going to producers, so. Oh, that's pretty good. And the next day I was in front of producers. And it was one of those things again. I don't know them. Yeah. Uh, it's Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't go to, th- it was their casting. Yeah. But it was for their show. It was their show that they, uh, was greenlit by the network. And I just walked in and that yeah. was that. And it was funny because they auditioned every brown dude in town. Wow. Uh, it was for a Persian uh, character. Yeah. And I did it with, I, did, I just did the Indian accent. Yeah. Like my, 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 I just did my dad, basically. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it got down to me and, you know, Dana Dude? No, no. Uh, great comic. Uh, and I thought it was down to me and him. And I saw him at the factory. I was like, I was like so did you, get, you got it, right? And he goes, no, oh, I thought you got it. I was like, no, who who ended up getting it? I'm like, I don't know, it fucking starts shooting Wednesday. Oh. And this is like a Monday night. I was like, right. I, yeah. And they gave it to some Russian guy. Wow. So they ended up auditioning every brown dude in town and then gave it to a white Russian dude. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, at least like, you know, you guys were like, oh. Yeah, I mean, we got like, that's the yeah. good thing. We got in front of the casting and then we got in front of the producers. So you never know, like one of those things like three years down the line, yeah, it could be one of those things where they're like, "Oh, you know what? Who would be good for this? That that Keith guy, yeah, that like guy. We, yeah, he'd be good for this. Yeah, or that Brown dude. What was his name? Raj. Yeah, get him. Like, let's see him again. Well, see, so, that's why you always gotta be nice. In my opinion, you gotta be nice to everyone you meet because you never know when that might come back to haunt. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, yeah. Unless, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a great philosophy to live by. You know, but I'm always. It's like, very hard to live by it though because there's some dicks out there. There are, but they they make themselves visible very early on. Yeah. So you don't have to uh, share pleasantries with them very long before yeah. you figure out who they are. Yeah. So it's easy. Yeah. They eliminate themselves. That's like, true. You don't have to do that. That's true. Like yeah. they'll go, I'm a dick, and they'll show you yeah. how how much of an asshole they are, and you go, okay, I'm eliminating you from my life. Right. And that's what I've done. Like throughout my career, I I've eliminated or uh, bypassed yeah. the assholes that were thrown uh, in front of me as I was. Like you I'm just avoid journey. them. I yeah. just don't deal with it. Like there's no reason to anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm 42. Uh, I have no threshold. Right. Uh, for people that are inconsiderate and, and mean-spirited. Like, there's yeah. no reason for that. And I'm going to bring my best me. Yeah. Well, so if you decide you're not going to bring the best to you, then fuck you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not hanging out. Well, yeah, and I, I 100% agree with that. But, like, I've also learned this as I got older because when I was younger, like, when I was starting to get a lot of heat because yeah. when I was with Norm, you know, that was when everyone wanted yeah. me on shows. yeah. And I don't think it was because of my talent. I think it was because they wanted me to, like, try and get Norm to do the show. Of course. You know, but I was enjoying the work. You know Fuck I mean? yeah. But, uh, so, like, as I got older, I did, I will be the first to admit, I did get a little hot-headed. And, you know, I kind of, I didn't treat people. Oh, no, I throw tantrums. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, like, no, no, yeah. But yeah. I didn't, I didn't treat people bad, like, yeah. they're bad humans. I probably did treat them like they're bad comics. Oh wow! You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. 
And uh, I can admit that. And, you know, now that I see it, they're actually really good comics. And I just, I think I was just in that level of, oh, I'm getting a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, if I could, It was overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And if I could, like, rewind the form, I could... Because I wasn't trained like that. And I, at the time, I didn't realize I was doing it until now that I look back. Yeah, hindsight's always told You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Because Norm always taught me to treat everyone how they treat you. Yeah. And I felt that what I was doing. Yeah. So maybe they treated me bad and I took it. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but, like, that was one of those things where, like, now... I'm a kill them with kindness guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll uh, silently say evil shit about you in my head if I believe that that's... And what... then just compliment you. Yeah. So those nice things you said to me. No, no. I think that, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, if you if you show yourself to me as a dick, I won't. Yeah. I won't acknowledge that. I'll yeah. go. Okay. Well, it was great meeting you, man. It was great working with you. Yeah. And then, it throws you off because you're like, I was a dick to that guy, but he was super nice to me. And then on my way back to the hotel or in the car or whatever, I'm like, fuck that dude. Yeah. You know, or fuck that person. Like, I never yeah. worked out. And I and I can say it. I can. I like being in a place where I can. Call a club and go, uh, yeah, I don't really want to work with so-and-so this week. So, right. you know, if they ask for the week, tell them no. Well, I've never, like, said I don't want to work with anyone. And I've, I've, oh, I, I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you have, I mean, you're a headliner and you also have that right, too, because to avoid whatever situation. Which is going back to the original thought of always be nice because you never know. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's so, what I'm saying. That, yeah, so it goes back to that original thought where I'm like, hey, you were a dick to me. I'm lucky enough and blessed enough that I got to to do what I uh, do for a living. Right. But I don't want to be around you for a week. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll rather have, like I've done this before where I've just gone and, uh, especially internationally, I'll go and watch, uh, you know, like a night before the week starts. Mm-hmm. Like just go see who's up and what they're doing and go, hey, you know what? Can I have them host oh. for the week? Because I really like that dude's energy and I really thought, it would, you know, the, his point of view was really funny. But what if you never saw the host that was booked? You kind of cost that guy that job, though. No, because they usually wait to like it's it's different here. Oh, okay. over there they're like, hey, who do you? Oh, okay. Who do you, you kind of want? Who do you oh, like? yeah. Um, I was so gonna say really if it was the same, I would never take. It's a double sword. I would never take anybody's. Uh, I would never take food out of anybody's mouth. Unless it's uh, on a Tuesday, like if they. <laughs> <laughs> then fuck them. Yeah, it's uh, like no, 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 we I gave you Monday, and you know no, Tuesday no, you're would, just uh, not doing good. Yeah, no. I had you know, and this is. Again, I had this, uh, in April I was in India, and uh, there was a guy who I was working with, and he's a poor guy, just, I mean, you know what, I give him credit, he's stuck to the bit, yeah. and it just didn't work, Yeah. and uh, I was talking to another comic, I'm like, he is really doubling down on this, like, yeah. he's going, he's going ham on this bit that does not work, and he goes, don't say anything, it would devastate him, yeah. and I didn't. I, he stayed for the whole week. Lovable guy. Yeah. Very cool off stage. Very funny on. But he just went in on a very specific bit that eighty percent of the audience didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would never I, go. How come I, I have I, a feeling you're talking about me? No, no, no. <laughs> were you in India? <laughs> Was that you in New Delhi? Uh, but no, I mean, like, I could have like legitimately gone to the the, the manager. Yeah. Like, I don't. Can we find somebody tomorrow? Yeah. Like, but I'm not taking food anybody, out of anybody's mouth. Now, had he been a dick, and like, have you ever had, and I've seen this, oh my God, I had, a, a girl did a guest spot on a show I did a couple years ago uh, in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and just fucking bombed, and came off, and she was like, I'm glad I got that on tape. 
And I'm like, really? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I fucking killed it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What show are you watching? Like, like you might want to watch this video yeah. when you get back. Now, I, I, had he done that, like, come off like that fucking hit, yeah. I'd be like, and uh, make it a phone call. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, I love. I got a story about something like that. It's, it's actually, the best when you see people do that. I'm like, what fucking show are you at? But it's actually very funny when it's like a a name. Like, I'll get I'll share the story because I don't think he'll mind. But uh, I was doing Irvine Improv like when I first started maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. with Jim Brewer. Oh, yeah. Right? Jim's hilarious. Yeah. And then they did a, uh, they added a G show for kids. Oh, no. Like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. With Jim Brewer? It, well, no, he wasn't on the show. Oh, okay. It was, they just added a G show. And then Jim, Jim's one of those guys who loves stand-up so much, he'll go to open mics and he'll, yeah, go, and he'll do that. So it was me and Daryl Blackshear, you know, and we were on the weekend. And, uh, you know, then Jim shows up and Jim's like, I want to do time. And, uh, Daryl's like, Daryl's like, oh, this is for kids. There's like 13 year olds. Jim's like, I know I got this. I've been doing it for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Just yeah. let me do. And Daryl's like, all right. So he's like, all right, guys, let's get up for And these kids don't know who Jim Brewer is. Right. You know what I mean? So they don't know, like he's an, a rock star. Yeah. So it's maybe 20, 30 kids. So Jim Brewer goes up and he just starts telling jokes. They're not laughing. And he did it 100% G, like G, like he yeah. wasn't doing his stuff. And, uh, you know, he was just keep doing it. He did like an hour, like literally. And wow. he, he was like tanking hard. And it's very hard to do G material for kids. Yeah, and, I don't know if you've ever, have he, you done that? No, yeah, no. I mean, I've, I've done like 10, 15 minutes. I've never done an hour yeah. like, like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I only have 45 minutes of material and 30 of it is porn jokes. <laughs> 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 well, at least you know your market. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's good. Like, I do good with adult stars, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids, not so much. I, I do have a 10-minute Lion King joke, but that's it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Who doesn't? Yeah, uh, exactly. So Jim does it, and then he gets off stage, you know? And, like, me and Daryl, like, we were just comics, and I'm like, oh, man, he's really doing bad. We kind of told him not to do it, and we're just like... Yeah. So then uh, Jim comes up, and we're like, so, Jim... uh you're not going to do that material for the next shows, right? And Jim just looks at us. He's like, what are you talking about? I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wonder, what, I always wonder uh, when, 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 I, when, when I hear people do that, I'm like, what? But it's what, like, what, 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 were you, what were you looking for? <laughs> like, what, what was he, what was he intended outcome? Yeah. Uh, because. But he really thought was, he. No, <laughs> no. And like this, like I was outside. Uh, smoking a cigarette and because I couldn't watch anymore uh, <laughs> and people started t- like she okay this is how you know uh-huh. she's recording from the back of the room uh, she's a minute in and I okay I'm that guy like I can't watch the auditions for American Idol yeah. when they have the outtake like the people that are bad because yeah, I, I feel do. embarrassed for them yeah. so I can't watch that because I don't want I want everyone to do well yeah, like, yeah. that's from my heart genuinely I want everyone to I want everyone to win America's Got Talent. Unless like they're on that, the show. You're on. <laughs> yeah, no. I legitimately, like, I'll, t- I'll get back to that in a second. That's a really good point. Because it's very it's a very L.A. comment to make. Yeah. And I'll tell you, because I started in Dallas, and we would, the scene in Dallas is very competitive. So we would push each other. Yeah. And I would tell, I'm like, bring your A shit, dude. Make it impossible to follow you. Yeah. Like, make it impossible for me to follow you. Yeah. And then that just pushed us harder. That's one of the things I do actually like about you. Because yeah. a, lot, a lot of... 
headliners. I'm not saying they're not funny, but there comes a point where they don't want to. It's kind of like working out, you know what I mean? Like they don't want to pump up another. I've had this said to me before. Do well, but not too well. Yeah. Can you, can you, can you turn it down a little bit? Can you turn it down a notch? Yeah. And I go, I don't know what that means. And I legitimately, till this day, don't know what the fuck that means. Like, what yeah. do you want, like what, Tell me specifically what it is you want me to, Do you want me to take my set so you look great? That's not going to happen. So fire me. Right. And that's not going to happen. Because then you look weak, right? So you end up you're stuck with me. Yeah, and I've had and I've had this happen multiple times. I, I have too. Dude. I know that's what I'm saying. And, and I've it's it, the that's word. a fucking victory when you can have somebody that's quote unquote been doing it longer or has more years in the game or whatever the fuck phrase people use now come up to you and go, hey man, that was that was great. Just don't just don't do that next time. Oh, see, when I was with Norm, like, Norm, because when I, w- I was with Norm for six years, you know what I mean? And the first two, I was terrible, you know? But he, <laughs> but he like, he trained me, you know what I mean? Of course. And then when I got to feature level, yeah. he used to tell me every single show, he's like, I want you to do the best you can do. And I was like, and at that point, like, it might have been my cockiness, you know? Yeah. I was like, I'm kind of on the same level as you now, you know? Because, yeah, I mean? like, you're telling me all your secrets, yeah. you know what I mean? And then he just looks at me and he's like, you'll never be better than me, so just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I so, like, that. so like, I, I did, like, I think there's maybe, of all the times I've done a show with Norm, there's maybe once I did, I felt I did better than him. Yeah. But I think he kind of just, like, didn't try, you know what I mean, on that sure. show. Sure. Because, you know, it was like, he gets tired, you know, the older you get and stuff. But, <laughs> but I mean... But no, Norm, Norm, the reason why I love Norm so much and guys like you and Hots and stuff is because you always will be better. You know what I mean? Like you're real comics. Yeah. So you guys want the strong stuff to give you that workout. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's like a lot of headliners who just become headliners, they don't want that because they've been working hard so to get to the headlining level they don't yeah. want to overwork you know what i mean yeah i've never understood that yeah uh, and i've seen it and yeah. i've seen uh over you know uh over my career i've seen guys that i looked up to i wouldn't say looked up to that i appreciated their 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 humor their, their humor and their, and their comedy and their work ethic and then when you see and them then now I've you're seen like, them, why? i've seen them decline yeah. And I just have never understood because it's not fair to the fucking audience. No, and it's not, especially if they're it's huge not fans. It's of, not fair. And, yeah. and some of them charge, you know, $65, 75 $150 tickets. And I'm like, you're just fucking phoning it in, dude. Yeah. Like, how uncool is that? Like, I never want to be that dude. Yeah. I will be that guy that my, we go, my, my wife and I will go on a hike. And she's always like, what are you thinking? And I was like, I have a new tag for this bit that I'm doing. So we already have four tabs for that bit. No. Okay. I got so another I got, one. I got five now. Yeah. This is, and I'm working on that because in my, like, and it sounds fucking hokey, but in my, like, if you're coming to see me, I owe, I owe you. Yeah. Like, this is, I, if I phone it in, why wouldn't you as an audience? Exactly. Yeah. It's only fair. Yeah. If you do it too. If you half-ass show up and throw out half-ass energy... It's only fair that I give you a half-assed performance, but I would never... I expect more from them, and they expect more from me. So when we meet in that comedy club on, the, on that night, we're both giving each other our best. Yeah. And that's a great feeling. 
I know you have that like that that strength now, but when you first started, fucking terrible. Yeah, when you, you <laughs> no no, but I mean everyone's bad when they first start. But when you you obviously want to go in every show. Like for example, this weekend, I'm so scared of bombing in front of Harry. Yeah. Because I bombed last time. You know what I mean? So like I'm like overdoing it now. Yeah. To be like okay, I can't do the joke stand like the last time. You know what yeah. I mean? First of all, I, I feel uncomfortable doing that because I'd rather just be me and do my best. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like I'm overdoing my best, and I think yeah. I'm not seeing what's working. What Because you told me that I was going too fast. Sure. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then, uh, but, like, when you are starting, like, did you ever, like, okay, I'm going to, like, I'm going to jab them really fast, and then they're just not getting it. Then Did you ever just say, okay, you know what, you're right, I'll just go, yeah, uh, go to your level? No, I, uh... You never, you still kept jabbing? Yeah, I, uh... When you first started? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got lucky really early on. So when people ask me about my career, it's, uh... It's, I'll tell them. Yeah. I'm like, I started getting, I mean, I started getting paid three months in. Yeah. Uh, I had, I mean, me and Paul Varghese was a phenomenal comic out of Dallas. We had our own show at the Improv. Yeah. Called Indians at the Improv. Uh, It was a monthly show. A weekly show. It's a bi-weekly show. That was and, one of the best uh, shows because I've heard about it. Like that was one of the ones the that first, really uh, gave them the. Yeah, it was the first South Asian comedy show. Yeah. Uh, that was at a uh, major comedy club. Right. Uh, and we ran that for years, and it brought us to L.A. It brought us to. We did the Houston Improv. We did the uh, Addison Improv. We came to Melrose and did it, uh, and it was a phenomenal uh, show. But I. I I'll tell you my favorite bombing story ever. Okay. I was about four, four or five months in, and a guy had seen me at my first ever show, which was April 14, 2002, uh, and I had a great set. It was mm-hmm. also family and friends in the right. audience. Uh, so they were very uh, uh, generous with their applause and their laughter. And he booked me for a show, and I go up, and it's a college town, right? And it's just... You know, 21, 22, 23-year-old guys and girls packed, go up, and I fucking murdered this room. Like, walking off to fucking high fives, girls giving me their number, guys buying me shots, and that guy comes up, the manager and owner of the club, and he's like, I want you back next week. Now, what he didn't know is that's the only seven minutes I had. (laughs) And what I didn't know... (laughs) And what I didn't know is that's his audience every week. Yeah. Are the same fucking people. Wow. So I go back and I'm fucking stoked. I'm like, and I got paid 50 bucks. I'm like, 50 bucks and a couple of free beers? Show business, baby. Yeah. This is it. I made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I come back the next week and I'm, I walked into this place like I was king dick. <laughs> like I'm about to just Murder. play this down it's kind of like how up. I was and I went up uh, and I started the same fucking opening joke and a guy in the front row goes heard it <laughs> and I pretend like I can't hear him right right because I don't know I didn't know about crowd work or hecklers or anything and it got so bad that that dude had the best set of the night that dude in the audience had the hands down best set of the night. 
Like, he was shitting on me so hard yeah. that the audience was cheering. And when I... My buddy Paul, again, was in the Raptors, and he's, like, giving me the, the signal, the hand to the throat, like, get, get out. And yeah. I'm like, no. This guy's paying me to do seven minutes. He's getting seven, seven minutes. <laughs> and at three, I mean, people are like, get the fuck off. <laughs> to the point, I, dude, when I say, I, when I walk, I go, that's my time. You guys have been great, which they weren't. But you guys have been great. It was literally pin drop silent. Uh, I could hear, I was I had dress shoes on. Uh, I could hear my shoes clacking against the floor as uh, I walked out. And like, he the, didn't, the manager owner who called me a rock star the week before. Uh, didn't even pay me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I got in my car and I was like, never fucking coming back here again. Yeah. And I never went back. Oh, <laughs> like they, they never, and honestly, they never asked yeah. <laughs> for me to come back. But that's a sad story. But you know what would have been funny if the manager had a sense of humor, like in three minutes when you're bombing? Yeah. He'd be like, I'll give you a hundred to get off. <laughs> <laughs> I would have paid him to give me the light. Uh, that's how bad it was. Like I would have given him the $50. Like, give me a light at three. Uh, you know what I mean? So when I see people that have this fucking killed it, yeah, I'm like, mm, let's take a poll. Yeah, let's, you know let's I mean? see the next show. But I, I've never, like, I, I've always looked at, because I was a theater actor. I mean, that's what I was trained. I was yeah. a trained theater actor. Um, and so I'm always like, you got to give your best performance. You got to give your, yeah. every night is opening night. Right. Every night is an opening night. So that's how I've always looked at things. Yeah. So when you're just like, you just keep jabbing? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, every night's opening night. I'm going to give you the best I can do. Yeah. Uh, and if that fails, I can't help that. I wrote like, because uh, like I, I used to bomb a lot and like there... It's hard because like I I don't hear laughter that well with you know with my aspers and sound waves and stuff and light. So explain that because I have you explained this to your audience because I don't know I don't know what that is. So explain it to me. I, I've explained it before. Like I don't do it every show, but like yeah. there, like sometimes like because when there's a lot of sound waves, I get dizzy and like I can't like focus and all have. So like, you're fucked at a rock show like at a concert. You're not. I've never been to a to a real concert. I mean I've I've seen the Violent Femmes, but that's it. Okay. You know, but like I've never seen like Aerosmith or yeah, like I I, I can't, you can't I can't even listen to it on the radio. No, okay, so that's why you're saying TV and yeah, you like, don't watch TV and you don't yeah because like it's like it really. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. Know, I thought it was just more of a. Uh, it is. It, it is, but what I'm saying is the sound waves. Like yeah. if it hits your ears and your brain, yeah. because your brain ha every brain has muscles in it. Sure. My brain just doesn't function on... It. It's like if you spin around over and over again, mm -hmm. that's what it's like. And it's just like... Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I, I... So even your own voice and laughter fucks you up. So, well, it, not... It, not 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 fucks you up, but like... Not my voice because I... Oh, other people's laugh, like that, like, that noise. Like sometimes, yeah. Interesting, man. Because so I, I've learned to block out that, the laughter, so I don't hear it. <laughs> You, know? you were you were ten steps ahead of every single comic in the world. Yeah, if you can block out laughter. No, no, <laughs> I mean that's amazing. No, but it's also a curse too because I I really don't know if I'm doing well or not. You know, mm -hmm. like I feel off energy. So if I feel good energy, then I feel I did well. If I feel okay. bad energy, you know, so that's just how. I am gonna come by tonight, by the way. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'm gonna come by. Yeah. Ten thirty show. Oh, I'm hoping good energy on that one. I'm bringing good. I'll bring I'll bring good energy to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, Jeremy Hotz is one of my dearest friends. Oh, I love uh, Jeremy. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, 
the realest, uh, one of the realest human beings. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was excited. I probably, uh, I, I probably shouldn't uh, say this, but I'm going to because it's probably my no filterness too. And uh, if he <laughs> listens to this, I love you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I met Jeremy two years ago, yeah. and I messaged Jeremy out because like Jeremy is honestly. He's always been one of my top five favorite comics yeah. in the whole world. Yeah. You know, like, I think, you know, they say of all time, I would say Hots is definitely in the top five. Yeah. And that's just my personal opinion. Sure, sure. Uh, Norm's in it, too, whatever, sure. you know. So, like, I'm very blessed to open up for the guys that I really, I'm, like, these are rock stars. Yeah. And they're my friends. Yeah, so always, like that's, and that's, of any advice I could ever give in the world, Never stop that feeling. Like, never stop feeling that way. Yeah. Because I, the same way, like, I met, I went to the, the Addison Improv to watch Jeremy. Uh, and this is maybe a, a year, year and a half into doing stand-up. And we shared a beer together after. Yeah. We went across the, the, the hall to Pete's Piano Bar, had a beer. It was very cool, but it was one of those, like, you know, he's here. Yeah. And I'm just starting. And then I remember, uh, it was two years ago, uh, I, uh, I wasn't at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, it had been about four weeks, and I was doing other, uh, uh, other shows, and Hans was like, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. And I go, oh man, I was in Scottsdale, and then I was in Philly, and then, so, but I'm back, and I'm back from, and he had asked the club owners, like, where's, where is he? Because... And he said this, and it was one of those genuine moments. It's like, you're one of us. Like, you stand toe-to-toe on stage with every single one of us. Yeah. So when I don't see you, uh, and uh, and I don't see you for a, a long period of time, yeah. it, it, uh, it, it bothers me. Yeah. And he's like, you're my friend, and I want to see you. So let me know when you're gone. Like, if you're gone for that long, like, check in with me. Uh, and I was like, really, Jeremy? And he's like, yeah, dude, I haven't seen you in almost a month. And keep in mind, we hung out the last three nights yeah. before you left, before I didn't see you. I haven't seen Jeremy in six months. Yeah, I saw him like a week and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it is one of those things where... I do, I do like, try and text him and say, hey, I'm going to be in town. He always says, hey, you yeah. like, know. I think that <laughs> the older you got... Well the Well, the older you got, I think, I think now with Shaq, you know what I mean? Because yeah. So, like, I think that's a big part of it, too. But, so, like, I love Matt, but when Matt had personal things happen to him, that's very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, my heart breaks for him. Yeah. You know, like, seriously. Yeah, sure. You know, like, no one should ever go through that. Yeah, yeah. But in the back of my mind, yeah, I'm thinking... This is awesome. I'm featuring for Jeremy Haas. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. The fact that you can admit that is beautiful. But I mean, but like, I mean, I'm Matt's Matt's the feature now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for so sure. I got dropped to host, which whatever. Who I'm, cares? Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I remember it was the We're best in year. We're fucking Vegas, dude. Yeah. Like, no, but what I'm saying, I learned so much from Jeremy in oh, those yeah. seven months yeah. of hard, like, yeah. It, it's just, I've never, I've never seen Hots bomb. Like, he's, no. he's the one comic that I've never seen bomb. No, I've never seen him. I've seen yeah. Norm bomb. But I've also seen, oh, I've seen, I've seen Norm purposely bomb too. 
So yeah, I have a, a friend of mine who does that. Like he he loses the audience in the first five minutes on purpose. Yeah, and then he fucking the sixth minute smashes you in the face. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that, and it's that's all, a great and, feeling. Though, and it's if also you've ever done it, it. it's also you can see the realization on the audience's face when they're like, oh, you set that up. Yeah, like you can tell from their face and their laugh, like. Okay, you did that on purpose. Yeah, because I I used to bomb a lot, so I wrote a bit of bombing, you know. Yeah. So like when I when a joke fell falls, I don't do it on purpose, but yeah. like I wrote a bit to have it. It's yeah. very dark, so like when a joke uh, falls, I'll be like, oh, this is awesome. This is like telling jokes at a funeral. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I don't mean to brag, but if you Google me, I'm the number one comedian at telling jokes at funerals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the danger in that. But no, you're going to get somebody going, my, my grandfather passed. No, no. Do... I have. Because oh, you have actually. Because, because I was the, fucking kidding. Oh, because no. the bit is, like, I, I, I drag it for, like, 15 minutes. I'll be like, the guy who hired me the other day, he actually died. And uh, <laughs> it's a very ironic. Like, I'll, I'll get dark, you know, like, yeah. I'll go into suicide and stuff. And, like, yeah. that's a subject that people are very, yeah. you know. But it's then actually... it's also a subject where it's hilarious. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I'm not making fun of suicide. I'm no, no, fun I, of I, I, th- and that's uh, that's the line that we tow, right? Yeah. Like we have to, we have to be the cutting edge, but we also have to make it acceptable for everyone's ears. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. So. Uh, but I mean, the bit. What I'm telling you, Raj, yeah. the bit is like 15, 20 minutes of gold. And it, <laughs> and it, it, it it's like because like. I bomb like I'm bombing. Right? No, on and purpose. I, yeah, well, not on purpose. But when I feel the bad energy, yeah, that's yeah. when I do it. Okay. To get it back up. Yeah. And like, there's sometimes when I do it and it works, but then like, there's some people like because it's a dark subject. Death is a very dark subject. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, we talked about religion the other night and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it's it's a subject that does make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Because there, there, the truth is there is no right and there is no wrong. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I've, you know, my mother passed away in 2012, yeah. and uh, I, it's a true story, but it makes people uncomfortable. Like, it's very, very fucking funny. Yeah. It was very, like, she, at her funeral, her, her sister, uh, my aunt, uh, was there, and my, they didn't, they, they weren't on speaking terms, but she came, and I kept hearing what I thought was quagmire. I'm like, where's this coming? All I would hear is like, right? I'm like, who the fuck is doing this? And I look, she wasn't like seated with family. She was all the way in the back. And she gets so the people are walking past my my mother and whatever, and it gets to her, and she goes, okay, see you. And I was like waving at my mom, and I'm like, bitch, she's not going on vacation. Like she's and she hugs not my mother. She hugs the casket. Yeah. I'm like, do you understand the wingspan you gotta have? Like, yeah. And I'm saying, like, I'm telling this story, uh, and no, nobody can. And I only did it once, and I realized what it was, is nobody can see past the fact that my mother was in that. If I was doing that joke about anybody else, mm-hmm. they would have seen past it. Yeah. But they're seeing me, the With son of this person talking about her passing and they didn't let the joke set it because I had to I'm not making this up I had to walk out the side door because I was laughing so fucking hard at what I had just witnessed I'm like this is hilarious I've never seen a grown up 
an adult act like this. Yeah. And it's a very public display to the point where I told my cousin, her son, I go, can you, can you, you got to tell her to tone it down. Yeah. You got to tell her to, she's loud. Well, when I lost my (laughs) grandfather, I mean, I, 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 that is actually when I actually became good at comedy. It was like. Okay. I lost my best friend in the world. It was your grandfather? Yeah. That's he, very cool. You know, like, I mean, I, he's tattooed on my wrist. You know? Oh, okay. Is that Pop? Is that yeah. What yeah. Yeah, we call him Pop. Yeah. And, um, That's cool. Yeah. And um, so when it was the worst day of my life, I had a day after my birthday. But the second I lost him, it's like God made, or whoever yeah. is out there, made me a funnier comic. Sure. In my, you know. So well, that's his, so that, like... With me, uh, you know, uh, I moved to L.A. in 2011. Mm-hmm. I moved March 23rd, April 9th. My mother was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, and she fought for 15 months. And she passed in, uh, in in June. And I was gone for a month and I came back. And I wasn't passed at any clubs here. Yeah. I had done uh, a few shows. I know you got to get going. Or yeah, uh, it's going to be. Let's finish a, this, man. I did a few shows at the comedy store that were produced shows. I wasn't passed anywhere. Never did anything with Laugh Factory. Um, flappers a little bit, and then uh, a couple of people that were my friends were on at the Melrose Club. And I come back, and I got a six-minute guest spot at the Laugh Factory. And Jamie Masada watched. Nice. This is August 14th. And he... He's like, come here, buddy. And I was like, what's that? He goes, he goes, I love everything you did. I pass you for all my clubs. Nice. And that was a Tuesday. It was, a, it was Tuesday. Uh, Kevin Nealon show. It was Tuesday. That Friday, I had management. Wow. Two weeks later, I got the CBS Diversity Showcase. Wow. Uh, and that November, I headlined Vegas for the first time. And it was basically my mother in the universe going, you're not going to be able to do it by your goddamn self. So let me, you know, let me yeah. pull all the strings. So that's what it is. Yeah. That energy and that, uh, desire for you to succeed went to a higher plane. Yeah. And you know, they say, if, uh, if you say it out loud, the universe will conspire with you. And, uh, there's also the quote from the secret, you know, be bold and secret soldiers will, will, will aid. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's your grandfather's desire for you to be successful. Yeah. Went into the atmosphere. Yeah. And that's what came down. And, you know, regardless, it's love because, like, that's, like, yeah. you know, so, like, you know, man, that's, I'm sad about your mom because I remember when that happened. You know? Yeah, you know, it was funny because I, uh, I talked to her on the Friday. I didn't, I don't, I didn't realize it was 2012, though. Yeah. That's how fast time goes. I know, man. Uh, because I was... remember that was the most depressing thing you've ever uh, tweeted. Posted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I felt so bad. Yeah, you know, I talked to her on, on Friday, and they know. They know when they're, you know, when it's when it's coming up. Because yeah. she goes, when are you coming home? I go, I'll be there Tuesday. She goes, no, come Monday. Yeah. And I go, I'm getting in Tuesday at 7 a.m. Yeah. I go, I'm staying till July 4th. What's the deal? And she goes, okay, but if you can, come on Monday. And she passed away Monday night at 1130. Uh, uh, and did you come Monday? Like, when, I, I, Tuesday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and Wednesday was her funeral and Thursday night I was booked at the club and it was the first time I ever did jokes about her in the past tense yeah. uh, and even the club manager was like I didn't think you were going to get through it and I'm like I, of course not these were her favorite jokes so I basically did all of her favorite bits of mine yeah 
that was my way of going, thank you. And this was her way of going, hey, you're welcome. Also, you still need your mom to make you successful. So, because uh, she was my biggest fucking, like, sh- my mom, okay, I'll let you go on this, or you can start wrapping up. No, no, no. But the dirtier, the better. Yeah. It's the exact opposite in our culture. Because men, usually Indian men, uh, like, sure. tell the dirty jokes. And the women are like, oh, my, yeah. my dad can't stand profanity. Yeah. So if any comic I don't like him, he uses bad words. Yeah. And my mom's like, okay, so there's three nuns blowing the Pope. And you're like, okay, all right, mom, okay, let's let's talk about three nuns blowing the Pope. <laughs> and she'll tell you these really, she would tell you these really filthy jokes. Yeah. So anything I did, she's like, you know, I like that, but you can make this a little dirtier. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't you don't mind? She's like, I love it. Yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, so it was very very sad, but very funny at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and and like I said, again, people can't see the fact that because it's my own mother, uh, they get uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. Right. I'm the one telling it. Uh-huh. They get. I, I hate when people get uncomfortable on your behalf. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sucks. <laughs> but we actually did. I mean, we gotta do. We gotta leave. But we. I, I actually did get a Facebook question for it, and okay. I actually know the answer. But I gotta like. Okay. You know, for the listeners and stuff. Uh, is there's a theory? This is a stupid. I don't. But there's a theory that Jerry Bidnaw might be your dad. (laughs) (laughs) That is. It's funny because I don't even know how old Jerry is. But when I interviewed him, Jerry's in his seventies. Yeah, Uh, but like he's like I'm forty. You know, they're like no, you're not. uh, He's uh. The sweetest, most genuine fucking human being. Yeah. And the reason that I laughed that hard is because I used to introduce him as my dad. Yeah. Uh, on stage uh, when we were together at the Laugh Factory. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd go forty year old virgin, all that stuff. And then when we would get done, uh, when he would get done with his head, I go, "Ladies and gentlemen, one more time for my dad." Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I just stopped doing that. But that's really funny that. Uh, Jerry Benson would be my dad. Uh, but if he was, what a fucking cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the guy was in the fort. Go fuck a goat. Whose dad says that? Uh, <laughs> uh, seeing as my dad, my actual dad, uh, can't stand profanity. And then Jerry Benson's theory that he could be my father. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Jerry just loves profanity. He's like, hey, Keith, you want to hear a dark joke? And you're like, oh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, it's like nothing but profanity. Dude, he taught, I mean... It, his stories are phenomenal. Yeah, he's you know awesome. What I mean? Like so, that was probably the best uh, Facebook question ever. Yeah. Like in the possibility of. of but you still gotta my, answer it. He's <laughs> not. He is not my father. Uh, yeah. But he is a dear friend. Yeah. We do. Uh, we do. We do spend time together, uh, which is very nice. Uh, I'll make a point. Like I'll, I saw him uh, two weeks ago in Long Beach, and he the next night was in. Uh, in Hollywood, the, the the Sunset Club, yeah, uh, and I was in Hermosa, yeah. But I made it a point after my set to instead see. of just sticking around. I drove over and and, and said hi. Yeah. We 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 chat constantly. People don't realize he's not he's Indian, yeah, but he's West Indies, so he's actually from uh, Trinidad, yeah. So he's he's an island guy, so that's where that accent comes from, yeah. So he doesn't speak Hindi, he doesn't understand it. His grandfather... He does act like he does, though. He does. And he, <laughs> he does have a bit where... And it's fucking true, man. He has a bit where all you have to do is sell 
the hand gesture and the accent. Yeah. And you can make no sense and people will believe you. <laughs> and he just goes through and he does like three or four quote sentences in Hindi that are absolute gibberish. Yeah. Uh, they are literally don't make any sense in any language. And he sells and people buy it. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, But his grandfather left India for the West Indies. So he's yeah. Trinidadian. Like, yeah. if you listen to him talk, like, it, it takes you a second. Yeah. Because he sounds like an island dude. Like, like, a, like you're listening to a reggae guy doing stand-up. Yeah. Uh, but for the people out there that think that Jerry Benton is my dad, you're fucking hilarious uh, for whoever sent that question. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Ty Rivera. Was it Ty? <laughs> no. Unbothered. <laughs> no, I don't. It, oh, it wasn't Ty. But uh, Raj, where can the folks find you on the social uh, media? All the social media. I'm there. My wife makes me. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm old and crumudgeony, so I don't <laughs> I don't so, really like to keep up with it. But at comedian Raj, so all one word. Awesome. Uh, C o m e d i n r a j, all one word. So that's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's uh, and then uh, I don't know what my fan page is. She yeah. does. She yeah. she runs all that stuff. Just just Google you and yeah, I'll just Google me. I come up. Raj, I love you very much, man. I love thank, you too, brother. And thank, I'm very proud of uh, of everything you've accomplished, my friend. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for doing this, man. No this problem. Is anytime. Awesome. This is anytime. Fun. All right. See you guys next time on Razor Riffs. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee. Right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza and on Cameo www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it and we'll rift with you again soon.